TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini Mo. Joining me today is David Werdiger. He's an experienced technology entrepreneur, strategic thinker and advisor, philanthropist, and not-for-profit innovator, public speaker, and author. He has thousands of ideas. We're obviously kindred spirits, and he's always creating new ways of looking at the ordinary to make it better. And he's the author of this book, Transition, that we're talking about today. David, welcome to the show. Susan, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. I enjoyed your book very much. In your book, you talk about businesses that are passed down from grandfather to father to son or daughter. You talk about the challenges that are inherent in these multi-generational businesses. What are some of those challenges? The challenges of family business are many, and I'll sort of nut it down to three things. I think doing things in three are good. Indeed. The, most, the, big, the biggest challenge is multiple roles. So if you've got a job, you go to work, you spend time in the workplace, and you have workplace relationships, and then you go home. But in a family business, we have to overlay those workplace relationships with family relationships. Right. So let's say you're working for your father in the family business, and it's your father, and <laughs> your, their son or their daughter, and all of that emotional baggage and family crap that usually you would leave home and go to work and you would leave it there. <laughs> You know, I can get away and I can have my space at work and I can be my own person. You're not. You're right. the son or the daughter and it's your father or mother or uncle or siblings or cousins. And all of that family relationship stuff overlays with business relationship. And, and that leads, obviously, to conflict of interest. Mm. It leads to family things that happen in a family context actually sometimes playing out in the business context. And therefore, not allowing us to have an effective business relationship because we can't divorce it or compartmentalize it from the family relationship. I think that is one of the key problems intrinsic to any family family business, um, and and that's something we could we could talk about for hours. <laughs> the other um, or the, the the next one about family businesses is tenure. So. Mm -hmm. um, if we look at the employment market these days, and particularly the younger generation, they're switching jobs, and I, I use the term they because I am identify as a Gen X. Um, younger people are staying in jobs for less time. Right. And they do that because they want to advance their career or, or, or for whatever reasons that are, that are driving their employment choices. But family businesses, by their nature, you have people in the job for a lot longer. And, um, and, you know, that's a positive and a negative. It gives a lot of stability. You know, in my business, one of my technology businesses that does recurring billing, um, we've got uh, not a huge number of staff. But most of them have been there for, uh, more than half have been there for 10 years. Mm. And most have been there for five years. So we've got a very stable workforce. Indeed. And I'm very, uh, very proud of, of that in, in my workplace. Um, and it's not a family business. Well, it sort of is a family business because my son <laughs> with me for a while, but he's, he's since moved on and got himself a far better job than working for me. Um, but in family businesses, people hang around for a long time. And when they hang around for a long time, in anybody hangs around for a long time, they get stale. 
Mm. And, uh, and that's, I think, one of the other challenges of family businesses, people getting entrenched in a job and saying, this is my career, I'm going to be doing this in the next, not, you know, people say at an interview, where do you see yourself in five years? And you hope you don't say in your chair. Uh, um, where are you going to be, not in five years, in 20 years, I'm going to be doing the same thing. And, and that's a, a challenge in family businesses because it doesn't necessarily allow for fresh energy, fresh eyes, looking at problems. And again, in my business, we have a rule. Anybody new comes into the, to the, to the business, we say, nothing is sacred. You see something and say, don't, we, we are not, ask why we do it. We are not allowed to say, oh, well, that's just the way we do things. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Because all businesses need to have that regular challenge to say, is what we're doing relevant? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, the other thing in family businesses, particularly in multi-generational family businesses, is generational conflict or intergenerational issues. I don't have to necessarily brand it as conflict. Um, the uh, young people say, oh, you know, the gen previous generation didn't understand me. We're completely different. And, uh, you know, I, I think everybody should watch these Back to the Future movies or, or other things where people where uh, people go back in time and they see that their parents were actually exactly like them and exactly as rebellious. Yeah. Because that's, um, um, so, so you have these intergenerational issues where you have two or three generations in a business, but because they have that family business overlay and this relates a little bit to the first point, it's very difficult for the younger generation to be accepted, for the older generation want to impose their authority and say, you know, it's my way or the highway and the younger generation are a little bit disruptive. And, and again, that's a challenge. And that might lead in to your, uh, to your second question. <laughs> well, uh, you, you do talk a lot about how each generation has their different dreams and, and being the custodian of someone else's dream if you're the one inheriting a business. Someone's watching this show today, their business is successful, and they're thinking about bringing their kids into it. What are some of the things that they should know about passing down that business? Hmm. So the, the whole notion of, of, of having your own dreams was so important. And I, I heard this from a guy called Jay Hughes. Um, and he was saying, you know, somebody who's, uh, who's 50 years old and is custodian of somebody else's dream and living, instead of living their own dream. Mm. And at the time I was around 50 years old, and, um, and it struck me, you know, I had an oh shit moment um, where the penny dropped and, uh, and I realized, well, fortunately I was living my own dream, but I certainly other members of my family may well have been custodians of somebody else's dream. And, and everybody has uh, their own dreams and, and wants to be their own person. And when you're part of a, a family business, uh, particularly a younger generation coming into the family business, often your own personal identity is, is sublimated to the family identity. You're part of the family business. And it's not quite like a sports team um, because, of, because of the tenure. You know, you're there for so much longer. Uh, you know, I, I love studying sporting organisations, especially really good ones and professional ones, because, you know, in a, in a sporting uh, in the world of sports, a champion team will always be a team of champions. Uh, and a champion team is one 
that bring that has systems and that has cultures and able to bring people into the team culture, into the team system, and can make them better than they are because they're part of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all very good, but in family businesses, it's more complicated because somebody comes into the family business and they've got their own ideas, they've got their own dreams. And uh, so to somebody who has a successful family business and thinks, oh, yep, it's time to bring in number one son or um, into the family business, I think the very first thing you've got to do is have a discussion with your child and say, do you want this? Yeah. Yeah. Is this what, what, and you know, I've got this business. This is the father talking. Mm. And often it is a father. Um, the father's saying, I've got this business and I'd like you to join the family business. And, um, and instead of the son saying, no, dad, I don't want to. And that's a difficult conversation. Yeah. Put the onus on the father to say, what do you think? This is mm. my family business. Would you like to be a part of it? What are your dreams? And how can we use the family business as a platform for you to make your dreams a reality? Yeah, it seems like that's an awfully important equation that gets missed in so many families because the assumption, especially once the, the it becomes multiple generations, not just you know a grandfather passing it down to a father, but many, many generations, it becomes really an assumption that that children will be a part of the business and so often they feel stifled by that like they're forced into it that's tons of tension yeah every day at work feels like thanksgiving dinner there's a there's a a family business in japan which is considered the oldest family business in the world and it's been it's a b&b essentially okay but it's a family business and it's been going on for 46 generations man okay since the, I think the 15th century, something like that, which is an amazing story. Yeah. But what if number one son gets up one morning and it's his 18th birthday? Or daughter. Or daughter, yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and says, Dad, Mum, I don't want to do this. I don't want to run a and I want to be moved to Tokyo and be a DJ. <laughs> oh, no, you can't do that. But they must have a secret. They must know. I mean, there has to be something there to last you for that many generations. They must have some secret. What's their secret? What's their secret? I guess their secret is inculcating the values of that family business um, from their children at a very young age. Mm. Um, and, and I think certainly it is important to... to um, uh, to, to bring up your children with an understanding of the family business and what it means. Um, yeah. but, but, but because of the, uh, the generational imbalance or the power imbalance between parents and children, it's so hard for children to say no. Mm. And therefore, I say, I've got to put, it on, put the onus on the parents and say to the parents, no, you've got to be mindful. But if you want to bring this person into the, into the business... Put yourself in their shoes for a minute and you may or may not, the parent may or may not come in. They may be the founder. They may be a subsequent generation. But how did it feel when you go into the family business? How did it feel? You know, when I, when I was, um, and, and, and this is the other very important thing, you've got to consider the existing family business um, because somebody comes into the family business and says, okay, yeah, they're, they're, 
uh, now ready to join the family business. What does everybody else think? Who are you? Mm. I remember when you used to come in here when you were 10 years old and, and, and help do errands for, you, for your mother in the business and now you're my boss. Mm. What's that about? Right. So the existing people in the family business are also going to be looking at this young upstart and saying, have you proved yourself or are you here because you're, because you're the boss's kid? Right. And that's right. also unhealthy for a business. Well, and that's a whole other conversation that I think we could have. I keep kicking my, my power cord on my laptop here. Um, that's another conversation I think we could have where we could talk about like what's the implication on the employees who are not family members. I mean, obviously when you work for a family business, you know there's a limit to how much you can be promoted. So we should schedule another time to have two questions about that. Absolutely. <laughs> David, this has been wonderful. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I chose not to go into my family business. Um, and that was in part because I had an older brother who he was already in it. Aha. Uh -huh. um, but I, but I, I, I see with hindsight that I actually wanted to carve my own path. And, and I remember when my son, so I started a few technology businesses and, uh, and my young son said to me, um, or years ago, you know, son, what do you want to do when you grow up? And he, and he said, oh, I want to go into dad's business. And I cringed and I said, oh, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Be your own person. You know, the fa family businesses are wonderful things, but what are they essentially there for? They're essentially there to create family wealth, um, and to give family choices. That's what I think they're there for. They're not necessarily there to create jobs. I mean, my son worked for me for six months, um, shortly after finishing university, and now he's found himself in a fantastic job. That first job is very difficult. Uh, coming out of university, especially these days, a lot harder than it was 20, 30 years ago to find that very first job. And often a family business might be handy to say, okay, I found him a job. I made sure he didn't report to me in any way in the business. So I took necessary precautions. And really, I saw that as a bridge. I don't see him coming back into the family business for lots of reasons. Firstly, because we don't really have a role for somebody uh, with his skills. And, and, and he doesn't want it, and I don't want it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But the discussion needs to be an open one, and it needs to be one where each generation respects each other and respects their differences and understands their differences. And that's what I think we really need more of. Indeed, no question about it. Well, all right, so viewers, if you are the owner of a family business, this is the book. This is the book you wanna read <laughs> to learn how to manage that situation, to manage the relationship and the transition. And we're gonna have a link to Amazon where you can get the book in the show notes for today. David, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks very much for giving me the opportunity. Lovely to meet you. Viewers, we'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini-Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.